Hey everybody, welcome to the Good Lion Podcast. I'm Aaron Salvato. And I'm Brian Higgins. And today, today is a special day because today is both episode 98 of the show. Congratulations. The one you've all been waiting for. Right. That's not really a milestone. We've got two more to get to that, but it's also Brian's 98th birthday. Happy birthday, Brian. Thank you. Yeah. You know, my 90s have been great. They, uh, (laughs) you sound amazingly spry for a 98 year old. This is really a testament to the audio editing that Aaron has been able to do, that my audio has made me sound... I've got 98 like filters on his voice right now. One, one filter for, each year. for every year. Yeah. <laughs> if you were to cut me open and count the rings, it would be 98. There you go. No, what, yep, you're 30, like right? A, yep, I am 30. Welcome to the 30s. I like it because over this last year, I have... And really, it's been like the last couple years... Where it's like, you can really cling to, I'm still in my 20s, I want to be young. Or you can embrace the complete lack of pressure that comes when you're like, I don't need to know what's cool anymore. (laughs) This is great. Like, it's, it's very freeing if you don't care about, do I still feel 22? I hit that mark probably when I was 22 as a youth pastor. I just realized I'm not cool and I never will be. These middle schoolers ensure that I know that all the time. So, yeah. I know. I, I fought it in the hopes not to like, I will be cool, but like I can be cool adjacent. I can at least <laughs> know what's going on in the cool community. And now there are things that get mentioned to me that I just, I genuinely don't know about. And okay, it, it feels fantastic. Something you just said inspired me with a really stupid thought I would love it if you know how there's nowadays we we have so many communities I would just love it if on Twitter you know they are somehow evolved the cool community you know as a Mm member as a representative of the cool community I would just like to say I don't know I think that'd be great I think it'd be cool if we started a pop culture podcast just called cool adjacent where it's (laughs) cool things happening described by two people <laughs> who aren't who cool. <laughs> do not consider themselves part of the cool community like oh my gosh that that's like the kind of podcast i feel like two guys in high school where it's like they're not in the cool crowd but they have kind of friends who are so they just sort of hang out in the hallway and eavesdrop mm-hmm. on their conversations and then yeah they're near it but they're not in it that's us let's start this episode <laughs> i think we already have <laughs> all right So here at Good Lion, Brian and I have been talking a lot about what the heck even are we? Are we a brand? Are we a company? We've kind of realized over the years that we are a ministry and our heart is we want to help people. We want to help people walk with Jesus. We want to help people grow. We want to help people think. And so one thing that we haven't done in a while that we want to get back to is question and answer episodes. Over the last couple of years, we've had so many people who listen to our show and recognize the ministry that we're doing, reach out and say, hey, I've got this question. What do you guys think? So today we're going to tackle one of those. We do love hearing from you. We do love answering your questions. Aaron, what's our question for today? (laughs) 
So today we have a question that actually came in from a really dear friend of Maya. It's it's somebody I've known for years, and I was just so blessed that she sent this in because I think it is so stinking relatable. Her question is about something that all of us deal with, which is our relationship with God. And um, I just thought, like, wow, what a great question. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. She says, hey, Aaron and Brian, I've got a question for you guys. It's something that... I've been asking people on and trying to build wisdom on, and I know you guys both used to be youth pastors, so here is a question. How do you maintain a relationship with God? My relationship seems to be either super amazing and I'm closer than I have ever been to God, or I'm pretty much living life and forget that I'm actually a Christian. It may not be the extreme, but I feel like there's a steady in-between that's healthier. I'm just really not sure. On one hand, highs and lows could absolutely be something God is purposely allowing in my life to teach me to appreciate the highs and be thankful and work your way out of the lows. Super wise already. And then she says, on the other hand, this in-between of a steady relationship with God sounds really nice. And if it's my mindset or something, I'm messing up. I want to figure it out as quickly in life as I can. So... That's her question. I just, I love that. Like, it warms my heart so much to see young people actively desiring a strong relationship with Jesus. And when they notice that it might not be where it could be, there's like this restlessness in the heart where it's like something's wrong. So I read your question and I'm like, that's a beautiful question. And I wish more people would ask this question. But I'll turn it over to you first, man. What, what what are your initial thoughts on this? Yeah, that is the kind of question. She mentioned in that question, we're both youth pastors or we're youth pastors. And we did Q&A all the time in our youth group. I don't know how often you guys did it in oh, your yeah, youth all the group, time. but super regularly. Yeah. I'm sure that you recognize there's two distinct feelings when you read a question of one is like, I'm not sure where this person is at. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like there's a lot of, I have to hit a lot of possibilities because right. this person could not be a Christian at all. And they're asking this like in an ant- antagonistic way. And yeah. I have to be mindful of that. Maybe they're just genuine and I'm reading too much into it. But then there are other questions that you read where you think this person's on the right path. Hmm. Like this person is headed in the right direction. And one of the most helpful things that has happened for me in my own Christian walk is people who have been further down the path, who have looked at moments where I have wondered, am I even doing this right at all? Hmm. Just to say, oh yeah, I I remember that feeling. I still have it a lot of the times. Don't worry. It's part of the journey. It's part of being on the correct path. And that is very much how I feel as I heard you read that question of that is a question coming from someone who is moving in the right direction. Yeah. You know, that yeah. that's the opposite of the question of like, hey, how much can I get away with and still technically be a Christian? Like, <laughs> yes. that's one where it's like, eh, I don't, that's, that's something that a heart moving towards God doesn't really say. Hmm. This question of how do I maintain that steadiness in a relationship with God, that is something I feel like mentors of mine that are 
20, 30, 40 years further down the path of Christianity than I am. I ask them that question and they, they kind of nod because they know what that feeling is. Yes. You know, they nod with that, that knowing, yeah, I, I've been there. I have asked myself that and I continue to ask myself that. So right. initial thought, which is not practical at all because it, it doesn't actually help you change anything, but the initial thought that I have is you're you're part of the community if you're asking that question. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in this episode, I'm, you know, I, I'm already planning on sending this link to this episode directly to the girl who asked this question. So I'm going to, in this episode, talk basically as if I'm just sitting down in a room talking to her. And by extension, any of you in the audience who feel this way. But so what I would say to you my friend who has asked the question is um, exactly what my friend Brian just said. He's pointing out that the way that you're feeling is not like, oh, the way that you, the reason that you feel this way is because you're just some weak sauce junior Christian who hasn't transcended to true faith yet. We're trying to point out that the the most deep theologians, the the greatest Christian book writers, the greatest pastors, they all have gone through this and have felt this way at different times. And I'll be the first to say that I myself have felt this way. Even in the past three years, I myself has have felt this way. You know, there's been seasons in my life where it's like mm-hmm. I'm doing ministry. And I don't feel as close to God as I did in the past. And it's like the most frustrating, difficult, challenging feeling. And, and so we're just trying to point out that we're with you and we've, we've been there. So to start getting practical, I want to do some analyzing of the question. Mm. We're talking about trying to maintain a healthy steadiness in a relationship with Jesus and get out of the highs and lows that can sometimes happen. Like when I think about highs and lows, I think mainly about my youth group experience. Hmm. And by that, I mean some great church event would happen. We'd have a retreat. We'd have a worship night. Summer camp. There would just be, yeah, there would just be some youth group night maybe that just hit me in a certain way. And I'd get really motivated and I'd be like, I have to change everything about me. I need to give everything for Jesus. I need to, you know, move to Uganda and become a missionary tomorrow. Like you'd just be a thousand percent all in. And then the rest of your life would seem completely unaffected. Mm. And like it was, it was either way high. I'm all a hundred percent in or I'm not really doing anything. So that makes me feel like I'm failing God. Mm. I'm not yeah. doing anything that's different. So that makes me feel like I must not actually be close to God. And so, are, are you talking about? If I can interject, you're, are you talking about mm-hmm. feeling like your closeness to God was dependent on what you were doing for Him? So, if I'm serving Him, if I'm doing a missions trip, if I'm involved in some sort of service project, it's, it's like my service indicates, you know, how much service I put in indicates how close to Jesus I feel. Is that kind of where you're at? Yeah, I think what I'm on the bigger picture, what I'm trying to do is I want us to kind of analyze what do we mean when we say the highs with Jesus and what do we mean when we say the lows with Jesus? Yeah, because a lot of what and what you're pointing out and in, in seeing this of, oh, so the highs are when you're doing something for Jesus, when you're serving him in some way. Right. And and the bigger question with that is, is that what it means to be most connected to Jesus? Hmm. You know, and when we think about the lows, so to speak, 
unless we're talking about active sin and active disregard for the commands of God, some of the things that we consider lows may not actually be low. Hmm. So Hmm. to try to give an example, there have been times over the last few years, especially over the last few years, where the work that I'm doing primarily is not in ministry. Yeah. I I have a, a secular job. I work in marketing. I have done that for the last two years or so. And a lot of the times the steady rhythms of my life don't feel inherently Christian. Right. You know, I'm I'm going to work. I'm working on a project. I'm in a Zoom meeting that could have been an email like I'm. (laughs) In all of these kind of normal feeling things, I'm deciding with my wife what we want to do for dinner. And that's for you you and me, that's been kind of a culture shock because you would say, like me, I think we'd both agree when we both had our church jobs, the highs were a lot more present throughout our week because it's like, you know, I'm teaching a Bible study. I'm helping a kid who's going through something. I'm, you know, I, I'm praying for people. I'm, you know, exercising demons. If you're Brian, like we talked about in the last episode, uh, <laughs> go listen to that episode. There you go. But uh, yeah, when you're when you're just doing Zoom meetings and doing expense reports and you know making charts on Excel, it, the high it, you don't you don't feel spiritually high in those moments. Yeah. Much like cool adjacent, I was only demon adjacent in that story, but that's for that's for the last episode. Go, go back and watch go it. Go listen to it. It's but, great. But you're totally right. The When you're in church ministry, the highs are connected with, for lack of a better term, work success. Mm. You know, you're, if you're doing your job well, you also feel like God is happy with you and you're more connected with him. Mm. And then you go to a place where it kind of doesn't feel like God cares Mm. if I do a better job marketing. Like God (laughs) is not sitting there saying like, man, that Facebook ad was awesome. Brian, well done, good and faithful servant. Like it doesn't feel like that's what is happening. And yet I've had to kind of relearn that what God really wants is a quality of relationship, not a quantity of activity. Hmm. You know, what God really wants from me is not that every moment of my day is dedicated to serving him out of this feeling that if I don't, he won't be happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've I've been able to kind of turn towards if I'm good at my job, I love my family and I love my coworkers. Mm. That's a good thing. You know, it doesn't feel like what we generally call ministry or service, but it is ministering to people that I care very deeply for, namely my family. Yeah. There's just a lot of different things I've seen over the last couple of years where like the, the steadiness doesn't come from, have I found all the things I need to do to keep steadiness, but am I mentally and spiritually settled in the truth of the gospel, which is despite my sin, despite my brokenness, God loves me, accepts me and settles me anyway. Does mm. that make sense? Absolutely. So one thing that comes to my mind, if I can just bring it to a brutally honest reality, I think about my current situation of now, you know, being in a marriage, but having a newborn baby in the house. By the way, this is the first time on the show I've been able to, I think, reference that I have a child. Like all the other episodes were like, 
Aaron's about to have a kid, but th- they were released like after my kid was born, so it's like kind of confusing. I have a son now. It's super cool. I love it. His name is Jack Harrison Salvato, and he's the coolest. He's got red hair, and uh, he's super cute. But I think about my relationship with my wife, and I think like in my mind, one of the strongest metaphors for my relationship with God has been my relationship with my wife. It's it's this marriage. It's this intimacy. And for me and my wife, it's, you know, and you're about to experience this, Brian, because you're going to have a kid in what, February? Mm-hmm. So my relationship with my wife, you know, before the kid, we are, you know, going out to dinner and having long talks, deep talks and you know, spending hours watching our favorite shows and playing Yahtzee and Mario Kart. And, you know, just like really, we had a good 10 years or 11 years of our relationship where it was just us. And we spent so much time together and there was so much intimacy in so many different ways. And ever since the baby's been born, there's days where it's like we hardly talk to one another because I'm working all day. And then I come home and She's like, hey, can you hold him? Like, I've got to nurse him and we got to keep him on schedule. And oh my gosh, it's dinner time. Can you help with the dishes? And then like, we got to go to bed at like 9 p.m., which we're we're used to going to bed at like, you know, midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. That's kind of how we were. We were night owls. There's, there's days where it's like we don't feel super close to one another because life has gotten in the way. But for us, like there are two things. One we have to remember that just because things aren't the highs that they were, you know, the, the, you know, the days where we could stay up till 2am playing Mario Kart or wherever, having a deep, long, intimate conversation, just because we're not in that season right now, doesn't mean that our love has changed. And it doesn't mean that I care any less for her or she cares any less for me. We are deeply in love with one another. And now we we have this shared love for this child but we're in a different season. And so for me as a husband, what I've had to learn is, okay, like (laughs) I'm in a different season. It's kind of like when you're at summer camp, right? And it's like this week long experience with Jesus where you don't have your cell phone and you're surrounded by people who love Jesus and want to have deep spiritual talks. You're listening to two sermons a day. You know what I mean? Like you're getting up and going in the woods to read your Bible and then you get home and you got to go to your job at Jamba Juice or wherever you work, you know? And it's like, (laughs) it's a much different experience. So for me, being in that different experience, instead of just letting it ride out and be like, okay, I'm just going to operate the way I always have, I need to recognize maybe I need to do something to help the situation by just pursuing my wife more. And for me, what that looks like is I need to be intentional and be like, I need to plan out time to go, hey, how are you doing? Let's have a conversation because I know that you're having a hard time right now. Like, like. Being a new mom is hard. Let's talk about it. And and so planning strategically to have those kind of conversations has been huge. Same thing with our relationship with God. If we're in that low period, be strategic and go, man, I need to like plan a date with Jesus once in a while, you know, like at least once a week, like plan a time where I'm going to just go out and spend a good amount of time just praying and reading my Bible or listening to a sermon and then praying afterwards and asking Jesus, how does this speak and apply to me? But those kind of things can be so helpful instead of kind of just coasting and expecting things to just naturally go down the high and low roller coasters. Sometimes you can do things to invite more of God's presence into your life and foster more of that relationship, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that makes a ton of sense. And, and that links to one of the thoughts that I have 
Over the last few years, I feel like I've learned a lot about the power of spiritual habits mm. and how we often think that because our relationship with God is by grace, like we're saved by grace, we're welcomed in by grace, so much of what we receive from God is is graciousness that we don't deserve. We think that sometimes that spiritual growth should come exclusively by grace. Mm meaning with none of our effort or none of our planning or none of our figuring some things out and putting helpful methods into practice. You know, we we think that we were drowning in the middle of the ocean and the lifeguard came and rescued us. So now that we're back on shore, if we're going to get good at swimming, the lifeguard should also come and move our arms and legs for us and mm. and show us all the things that we need to do to actually become good swimmers so that we can handle the ocean. <laughs> and and to some extent, God is an amazing teacher in that regard. Yeah. I, I think that that's very worth noting, that any progress we make, it is because he empowers us to do that work the same way that a coach empowers an athlete with the tools that they need to play the sport at the level that they want to play it or to elevate the level at which they're playing. But the player still has to do something. You know, mm. the player still has to follow the advice that's given. The athlete still needs to put in the effort to follow the regimen that's been given to them. Mm. And I think that over the last couple of years, I have become less focused on chasing highs mm. and more focused on chasing habits. Mm. And I think that that's gone a long way in creating a settled steadiness mm. in relationship with Jesus. I'm less focused on how do I read my Bible so that the rushing wind of heaven bursts into the room and undoes every part of me and I am completely undone before the voice of the Lord. Like if I don't have that, then it was a failure. I'm less interested in chasing that. If God wants to do that, he'll do that. Mm. He doesn't need me to do anything to make that happen. He'll yeah. bring the highs. What I am called to do is make slow incremental progress. Yes. You know, so yeah. when I'm, I'm reading my Bible in the morning, it's not how do I have a spiritual high with the Lord right now? It's how do I make a small investment to knowing more about God and to letting my character be shaped to be like his? Right. You know, my, my prayer habits are more focused on how do I make small investments that add up over time? Not how do I get to the point where I'm weeping under the power of the spirit? You know, like the big, <laughs> incredible spiritual moments that will happen, they will come because God is good and he will bring them and you will go, I didn't do anything. God made it happen. Yes. But yeah, the yeah. steadiness of relationship happens in part through the grace of God, but in part through that grace manifesting through our spiritual habits. Yes, absolutely. If I can get cheesy, classic youth pastor for a second, I'm going to just pull out an analogy that I always would say at camp every year. So I am not a burly, manly man. <laughs> I'm a man, but I'm not, I'm not a lumberjack. I dress like one, but it's all, it's all for show. So um, I love, I love the idea of you using the sentence. I'm a man, but <laughs> Let me clarify some things for you. This is all about fire. So building a fire is something that when I moved into my first house, we rented in Vista, we had a fire pit in our backyard and we would have the youth group over 
and I had to learn how to start a fire because I didn't want to be the guy who was like, hey, kids, gather around the bonfire. And then I'm sitting there struggling to, you know, for an hour trying to light a fire. So starting out, um, you know, trying to build a fire, I would set up the wood and then I would throw gasoline on the fire. You know, like I'd have lighter fluid and I'd just throw it on there. And the fire would get really big. It would be this big fireball, whoosh, you know, and there it is. It's, oh, it's burning. But what would happen is very quickly the fire would die out super, super quick. And that, to me, that's, that's an analogy at times of how the highs of spirituality can be. We can go to a summer camp and it's gasoline on the fire. But if the fire actually isn't constructed quickly, it's going to be a big fireball. But then as soon as you get home from camp or whatever that fire is going to die down. So what I had to learn about building a fire is about kindling. That's where you are building a foundation for the fire, where you are gathering sticks and you're gathering paper and you're gathering twigs and leaves and all this kind of stuff. And you're forming it at the foundation of the fire. Uh, and then, you know, you light it and sure, like lighter fluid can help get things going. Lighter fluid can be great. But without that kindling, without that foundation, the fire will actually die down. And then what? no matter what, the fire is going to die down. But the way you keep it going is you just keep adding to it. Like just slowly and surely you put another piece of wood on. You, you know, add some more kindling. You, you know, occasionally throw on some lighter fluid. It, it's, it's nice and the fire burns really strong for a bit. But without that steady introduction of wood continually into the process the fire dies. And that's what I've realized about my relationship with Jesus. It's not about those lighter fluid moments. Those are great. Those are helpful. Those are inspiring. And, and, and I love them. <laughs> but for me, what I've learned is my walk with Jesus is about a steady, slow movement of obedience and faithfulness in the same direction. And so I don't know if that metaphor makes sense, but that's, that's my encouragement to to the, the young lady asking the question, who I love very much, is continue to add to that fire. Like, you're not adding to your salvation. You can't add or take away to your salvation. But your relationship with Jesus, it's going to need a, a steady flow of just adding obedience and adding inspiration and listening and moments of intimacy with Jesus. Um, so I would just say never stop chasing after that. Never stop, like... It's not like, it's not like a bank account, uh, like Brian was talking about, you know, where it's like, you know, oh, I'm low on Jesus. I need to make a big deposit. I'll go to camp. You know, there's $5,000 of Jesus and then I'm good for the rest of the year. It, that's not how it works. It, it's a, you know, it's a steady flow. Mm -hmm. Now, I like that analogy, particularly the concept of building the base so that all that's needed is steady incremental deposits, like mm. you're saying, that it doesn't have to be, oh, no, there is no fire. Quick, lighter fluid must do something right now. But it's I've taken the time to build something stable and now it's requiring maintenance as mm. opposed to it's requiring overhaul. I think I have one more thought on this and. I kind of need to make some assumptions about the person asking this question. I'm assuming that they grew up in a youth group setting yep. and they're in their early to mid 20s. I think so. Round, roundabout. Okay. Possibly younger. We'll take that. But yeah, somewhere there. Okay. Well, look, as someone who has been in his 30s for, I don't know, what is it, like six hours at this point? Like uh, officially, one of the things 
I think we don't teach in youth group well is what a real everyday life with Jesus should look like. We talk about spiritual things as reading your Bible, praying, serving in church. If you're not doing those things, anything else can be deemed a distraction or can be deemed something that gets in the way. And if you don't have time to be at church on Sunday, at midweek study, at your home group, and then at the additional ministry that you serve in, then, you know, are you really giving Jesus enough? And I guess the thought that I have is real life doesn't count as a low. You know, I think about the design that God had with Adam. God makes Adam and says, I want you to walk through life with me and I want you to tend a garden. Hmm. Like I want you to trim trees and bushes and pick fruit and all of these things that we would look at and say, they just kind of feel like a regular job. And I don't think that like every time Adam plucked a fruit off of a tree, like the rushing wind of heaven came down and it was like, God is pleased. Like, I don't <laughs> think that that was going. Yeah. A lot of it probably just felt really natural to him, hmm. but it was what he needed to do. It was what he was supposed to do. And it was part of the calling that he had. Hmm. And so I think that we think that habits like being a good employee, putting together a budget, making sure that your house is maintained, like all of those things, we don't put them in the category of spiritual. Mm -hmm. But what God really wanted was just life with his people. And he built the natural life, you know, like he built a system in which people need to figure out multiple times a day, what should I eat? Right. You know, he built a system where he knew that we'd build societies and money would need to be exchanged for the things that we needed. Hmm. And he knew that we were going to need to put significant time and effort into getting the money for the regular life exchanges that then allow us to do all the other things that we want to do. Having to maintain a real adult life I don't believe counts as a spiritual low as long as you are trying to invite God into it where you can. Mm. You know, I I think shift the mindset of instead of I need to get done with all of those things as if they're the chores that are getting in the way of us going out and playing with our friends. They're part of the stuff that God wants to be in. Mm. If we can learn to invite him into God, I'm going to work today. Will you come to work with me? Mm. You know, can you make me aware of your presence in my life? Can you show me that even though what I'm doing doesn't feel like it's explicitly for you, I want to do this out of my love for you. Mm. And I want to remember that as I do this, you love me nonetheless. Mm. You know, the fact that this isn't teaching a Bible study doesn't mean that it makes you think less of me, God. You know, maintaining your real everyday life is part of being faithful to Jesus. It doesn't get in the way of your faithfulness to Jesus. Right. That's super, super good. I think as our time is running out here for recording today, I um, I, I love everything that you said, Brian. I think everything so far uh, hopefully has been really helpful Uh, to you, the listener. I I think just to close it out, I want to take it in just a slightly different direction that doesn't negate anything that we've said already. I think it just, it builds on that foundation. So here we go. So I want to touch on one really interesting and, and really just raw and vulnerable thing that was said in the uh, question that I think I think all of us can relate to the the part of 
my relationship seems to either be super amazing and I'm closer than I've ever been to God, or I'm pretty much living life and forgetting that I'm a Christian. So here is something that I want to speak into. I don't know exactly where you're at, my friend who asked this, but I think I can make some assumptions because of where I know I've been. And here's what I would say. I think, you know, in your question, you talked about this middle ground, right? Like what is the middle ground between the high and the low? And to me, the the middle ground, the faithful middle ground is discipleship. And what I mean by that is how do you view yourself How do you view the word Christian? What does Christian mean to you? If Christian means I am somebody who believes the Bible and believes that Jesus died for my sins and I'm going to go to heaven one day and not hell and I need to try to live a good life and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an aspect of it, but that's not actually what Christian means. To be a Christian means to be a Christ follower. It's somebody who looks at Jesus and says, you don't just save me, you teach me how to live. You're my my God, not just my God, but my friend. And I walk with you and I learn from you and you're my rabbi and my master. You know, one thing that uh, John Mark Comer has taught us in his teaching is the concept of no one can disciple you. Disciple isn't a verb, it's a noun. It's something that you are. Brian and I, you know, we, we in volunteers would do discipleship with people and, you know, people would say, Hey, Aaron, Brian, can you disciple us? And we'd say, yes, we can. And we'd get burritos with them and try to teach them about Jesus. But I think John Mark Comer makes such a brilliant point. Like it really isn't a verb. Like, are you only a disciple while somebody is getting burritos with you and talking to you about Jesus? No. Like once that's over, it's up to you to continue to follow the way of Jesus. And so if you see yourself primarily as a disciple, that is going to help you with that problem of forgetting that you're actually a Christian. Because if, if, if your knowledge of your Christianity only depends on you having spiritual moments or being in an amazing worship service or going to a camp, and then when you're just living your life, you forget, like the way I would put it is like, <laughs> think of it differently. Think of it as Christianity isn't something that happens to you. It's something that you are. You know, if you're somebody who does CrossFit, like <laughs> you don't forget about that. It's a part of you. It, it's a, it's an identity. It's something that you do. You're, you're actively pursuing it. And so I would just encourage you to frame your mindset around that. And I'm going to turn it over to Brian in a second, but I'm just going to throw out with the short time that I have some really simple practical application for this on how to actually be a disciple. So one community Find other Christians that are on mission for Jesus who want to center their life around Jesus and get together with them and spend time with them. Find a college group, find a home group, find something that speaks to that where you can be present with people that are like-minded. Two, serve. Be on mission. Don't serve because you want to get closer to Jesus. Serve because you're following Jesus and then closeness will come by proximity as you're serving Jesus. Like the best thing for my relationship with God when I was in high school, when I was like a sad, lonely high school kid was I started volunteering in the middle school ministry that revolutionized my relationship with Jesus because it got my focus off myself and I started serving others and I felt so close to God when I was serving and push yourself to grow, read more books listen to more sermons. Again, like don't do this to earn favor with God. Like, oh, God will love me more. There's nothing you can do to make him love you more. 
But the more that you fill yourself with content that points to Jesus and the way of Jesus, the more in line with his heart and vision you will have. And so the more closer you will want to walk with him. And and you won't forget that you're a Christian because you'll be living it, whether you work at Jamba Juice or whether you're pastoring a church. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking. That's all such good stuff. I think discipleship is one of the things I care more about than just about anything in Christian ministry. Mm. I think that you're definitely onto something that a disciple is a thing that you are. Mm. And a disciple is simply a dedicated learner. And it's someone who doesn't just try to learn the intellectual knowledge. I think that I understand where it comes from, but there's so many kids that I've seen in children's ministry and in youth group where they have so much Bible knowledge and we're like, wow, they're so smart. Like they can name all the books of the Bible and they're so young, (laughs) but their hearts are not being shaped at all, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and true discipleship is about taking on the character of the one you're following, not Mm -hmm. just about learning all the things the one you're following has said. So I think that the temptation that can happen is growth often means intellectual growth. Hmm. And I think that the steadiness that you're looking for doesn't come from, do I have a better understanding of how this camp theologically interprets these passages? That can be great and that can be super helpful. And I think that we should study theology. Yes. But I think that theology is always meant to fuel our heart transformation Mm -hmm. because Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount didn't say, be perfect in knowledge for I know all things. He said, be holy for I am holy, Mm -hmm. you know, be, be a complete person. And the things that he pointed out in the Beatitudes were about the way that we loved one another, you know, about being merciful and being a peacemaker and, you know, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, not being studious in the amount that we read. You know, then there is no beatitude. Blessed are those who read five chapters a day for they will arrive at level two Christianity. Like that, <laughs> that's not what we get. It's, it's a kind of character that Jesus has and he invites us take on my character. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in discipleship, focus on who are the people that can be the community that will help shape my character to be like the character of Jesus. That happen super slowly. And I think part of it is changing your time frame. I think that if you're looking for, will I be a better follower of Jesus next week? That's going to be so hard to tell. <laughs> That's going to be so hard to figure out. But you could be better one months, week and then worse the next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and so you're looking for long trends. Are you in a more consistent spot with Jesus than you were six months ago? Mm. You know, I think that kind of time frame, you know, can you find a sin that you've identified and begun making progress on in the last six months? Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a healthy time frame. If it's like I need to defeat a new sin every, you know, three days, it's like, well, hopefully you don't have that many obvious sins to defeat. You know, hopefully <laughs> God's work happens at a more steady time frame, but give it its time. Not everything, you know, in, in high school, you're always so focused on like so many things happened between my sophomore and my junior year. And now I'm kind of like most of life has felt the same for the last half decade. And <laughs> I anticipate that that will kind of continue of just your time frame changes and that's okay. That's part of growth. Yeah. That's not, I'm losing my ability to grow. Mm. All right. 
right, everybody. We're going to wind this episode down. Brian has had to step out and jump back into his regular job. Super, super thankful for his time here helping us navigate through this question. And I just want to talk directly to the person who asked this question, Uh, you know, because you know that I love you. We're friends. We're buds. But I also want to talk to anybody listening who might be struggling through the same issue. We've talked about a lot here in this episode. I really hope that you don't take away anything that we've said to be. If you want to feel closer to God, you just need to go and do more and be more and achieve more. Not at all what we're trying to communicate. What we are trying to communicate is that being a Christian has to do with not just saying a prayer, not just believing the right beliefs, but having a heart posture that is in line with Jesus. It's remembering, I am not just a believer in Jesus, but I am a follower of Jesus. And so I just really want to encourage you, take time to spend time with Jesus and ask him to show you what does it actually look like for me to be a follower of you? Where are you leading me, Jesus? How do you want me to spend my time? How do you want me to connect with you? What do you want to teach me in 2022? What do you want to teach me this month? How can I serve others? How can I be a part of community? How can I grow in my understanding of you? What does that look like? You know, we really can't stress enough spending time with Jesus. And I am somebody who is always a fan of helping people realize that spending time with Jesus can be fun. <laughs> like, uh, it doesn't have to be a chore. Ways that I make it fun, just to give you some examples, are I will go for a walk and I will put in an audio Bible and I'll listen to the Bible as I'm walking through my neighborhood and then I'll hit pause after a few verses and I'll pray and I'll just ask God, what are you trying to speak to me about this passage? Or I'll just talk to Jesus and say, wow, Jesus, what you said here in Luke chapter three, that's pretty incredible. I love that. Like, please help me to internalize that and live that out. Or I'll ask Jesus questions. And, you know, even though he doesn't audibly respond, I'll say, Jesus, please help me figure out this confusing Bible passage. And then I'll go and look for a podcast or an article or something that helps me understand it better and pray through it. Um, I'll watch videos from YouTube channels like The Bible Project like fantastic. If you're looking to grow in your walk with Jesus, go on YouTube, find the Bible project and just start watching their videos. It'll blow your whole faith up. It's so good. And so encouraging. I I would say watch one of their videos once a week and just take a moment to pray afterwards and just watch what that does in your life. Go out and and read a book. There's a great book right now called um, What If Jesus Was Serious by Sky Juthani that is just fantastic. Highly, highly recommend it. 
find a community, find a group of like-minded people that love Jesus, find a way to serve. That is one amazing way to revolutionize your faith. And don't, you know, don't just jump into that half-heartedly or, or, you know, just because I said so. Pray about it. Say, Jesus, is there a need at my local church? Is there a need in my community? Is there a way I could serve you and be around other like-minded Christians who are serving you? And just watch what that does to your faith. Seriously, (laughs) it'll help so much. Uh, We we hope this episode has been helpful to all of you guys listening. This is at the heart of what Good Lion is all about. Yes, sometimes we do deep dives into theological concepts and postmodern philosophy, and we love doing that. But also, we just want to help you walk with Jesus. We just want to help you follow Jesus. We just want to help you understand what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. And so I hope this episode has done that. I hope it's been helpful. And I just want you to know, uh, for the young lady who asked this question, I'm praying for you specifically about this, that Jesus would help you grow in this. And for all of you guys listening, I'm praying for you that as you follow Jesus, you would not simply see yourself as a Christian, but that you would develop an identity of disciple, of follower of Jesus, disciple of Jesus. He's my mentor. He's my master. He's my best friend. That's my hope for all of you guys. And so, uh, We are just so thankful that you would take the time to listen to this episode and invite us into your living room or to join you on a walk or whatever. We're we're so thankful that you would listen to this content and that it might help you on your journey with Jesus. So um, from me and Brian, straight from our hearts, thank you for listening. We love you guys so much and we're praying for you. This has been the 98th episode of the Good Lion Podcast and we'll see you guys next time.